What a week it's been for Big 12 basketball. Pete Mundo on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. Always good to be here with you, and I'll tell you what. First off, can I rip ESPN for a few minutes before we get to what's going on in the uh, Big 12 on the hoop side? I know you're not going to be upset about this. I, I, I Trust me, I'm very confident you're not going to be upset about this. But what a joke. ESPN is just so beholden to the SEC, and it is so transparent that they don't care about the Big 12 Conference. They can't even pretend to care about the Big 12 Conference. That's how bad it is right now for them. Now, what do I mean by that? What am I talking about? Well, uh, Chris Beard's return to Texas Tech, one of the great and I believe the best, most dramatic story in college basketball this year. This is what college basketball desperately needs. I think college basketball's lost a lot of those uh, rivalries, even, you know, Duke UNC with Coach K going away, Roy Williams gone, programs not where they've, you know, traditionally been. Uh, it's lost some of that. You know, the one and done has also hurt that as well. Guys come to a program for a year. They don't really get a chance to, you know, develop rivalries over several years. The fans have them still. But, like, do one-and-done players buy into Duke UNC, like Christian Leitner, Grant Hill, Michael Jordan? I mean, no, they they don't. It's not on the same level. And that's fine. I mean, you know, sports are what they are. The one-and-done is what it is. I'm not a fan of it, but it is what it is. So you've got a story like this. You've got Chris Beard going from Texas Tech where he leads them to a national championship game, coming up short against UVA, and leaving for the hated in-state Texas Longhorns and all the drama that surrounded that. To not promote that if you're ESPN, to not promote that more if you're the college basketball higher-ups at ESPN, is one of the dumbest programming decisions I've seen in sports media in a long time. It just how that all played out on Tuesday night was a joke. So the game's on ESPN, too, because on ESPN regular, they've got the Iron Bowl. No, 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 not football between Alabama and Auburn. The Iron Bowl basketball. Yes, SEC, bas- SEC fans don't even know. You hand them the orange ball, and they're like, uh, what's this? Does they, what, what is this orange ball that you guys uh, are showing me? That's not a football. What is this orange, orange round thing? They don't even know what they're doing. And I know Auburn's the number one team in the country, but spare me the whole, well, it's the Iron Bowl. It's Alabama-Auburn. It's Alabama-Auburn in basketball. No one cares. How many, what percentage of Auburn fans would trade 10 straight basketball victories over Alabama for one football victory over Alabama? The answer is 100%. That's the answer. Yet ESPN, after they put KU Iowa State on at uh, 6 o'clock Central time on big ESPN, they then leave the Big 12 to go to Alabama-Auburn, and instead, you know, you've got this Texas-Texas Tech game on ESPN 2 But that had to wait for the Michigan State-Maryland game to end. So it's on ESPN News to start. 
And you miss all the drama around Chris Beard, tip-off, the energy. I mean, you saw it because it was there all game. And the Texas Tech fans were absolutely unbelievable on Tuesday night. But holy cow. I mean, that was just an embarrassment, an absolute embarrassment from ESPN. And I I just, you know, I, at first I thought to myself, what are they thinking? Then I realized I know exactly what they're thinking. Their heads are so far up the asses of ESPN, of the SEC, that this is what they do. This is their business model. And I don't know what the Big 12 can do. I still think that, you know, the ESPN is the place to be for college football. But Fox Sports is getting better, and if there's a contract to be had with exclusively Fox Sports for the Big 12, I would jump on it. I would. And, and here's part of the reason I would jump on it. You know, Fox Sports has that deal with the Big East, which is all well and good. And the Big East is good basketball. The Big 12 is better than any other conference in America in college basketball. And they're not, they're not going to be hurt when Cincinnati and Houston uh, come into the mix. I mean, it's going to be better for football for those schools, but it's not going to really hurt the brand, I don't think, at all when it comes to basketball. Big 12's top two basketball conference in America. And I think it's been that way, by the way, for a few years. So if I'm the Big 12 and I can exclusively get a deal with Fox Sports on the football and basketball side, you've got Fox Sports 1, you have Fox Sports 2 as well, and then you also, on top of that, you know, you got the cool jingle they use. They use the uh, the jingle. If you haven't seen any Big East basketball, they use the NBA on NBC jingle. <sighs> How'd I do? Anyway, you know that jingle from the 90s, Bob Costas, NBA and NBC, when the NBA was, to me, at its best. I loved the NBA in the 90s. Oh, gosh, it was so damn good. So damn good. But anyway, uh, yeah, that, that would be awesome for the Big 12, even after OU and Texas are gone, which is less meaningful in basketball anyway. You know, you got KU, Iowa State, that platform, You've got, uh, you know, Baylor taking on Texas Tech, that platform. I, I, That would be awesome. And I know there's logistical hurdles there, but if you get Fox Sports and, and uh, you get them on and they're willing to, you know, you're not going to give them a deal, but you're able to get them on board with the Big 12 football basketball, I'd, I'd just tell ESPN to take a hike. I mean, the programming over there, is, the decisions there are so, so up the rear end of the SEC, and they can't even pretend like that's not the case anymore. That's how obvious it is. And it's funny, too, because, um, you know, with the Texas Tech Texas game starting on ESPN News, I flip it over there, and without being alerted, or maybe they did and I just missed the memo, they moved that game from ESPN News over to ESPN2, where it was supposed to be once the Michigan State-Maryland game ended. And then they have on one of their trash shows, Jalen and Jacoby or something. And I'm like, gosh, dang. I remember when, like, ESPN used to actually know how to create a TV show and, like, put together entertaining stuff? Like, PTI in its heyday. Like, even as much as I can't stand Skip Bayless' uh, first take when it was unique, when it was creative, when it was clever. Now I'm like I'm looking at these shows and I looked at it for probably two minutes till I realized it wasn't a commercial anymore. I'm like, what is this? 
This is such brutal programming. It's no wonder shows and podcasts like this one have actually started to make a mark because uh, these media outlets don't know what the heck they're doing. It's just absolutely brutal what they're doing. Now for the game itself, you know, I thought Chris Beard looked really nervous and just uncomfortable, and I think that rubbed off on his team on Tuesday night. Texas Tech beating Texas in Chris Beard's return to Lubbock, 77-64. to And kudos to those Texas Tech fans, by the way. You guys were nuts. And I mean that as a compliment, okay? You guys were nuts. Even Jeff Goodman, who called Lubbock like the worst I don't know. What, what did Jeff Goodman call it? Worst college town or worst job in the Big 12, he called it. Um, it's like I, even he tweeted out, um, he was there, and he said, Tech fans were amazing. They just want respect. This place is special. So you guys, kudos to you, Texas Tech fans. You did yourself solid. You put on a good show, and you deserve all the accolades that come your way. You were tough on Chris Beard. There were plenty of F Chris Beard chants I put on Twitter, and you should follow us there at Heartland underscore CS. Uh, how many F Chris Beard chants over under 72 and a half? I, I think the over hit by like, uh, you know, the two-minute mark in the first half if I were just spitballing here. But Chris Beard looked really uncomfortable. And there were reports, by the way, that Chris Beard and Mark Adams, we wrote about this on the site, Got into an altercation the night before the game. That's what came out um, on a couple of reports here. And, yeah. Don't know what it's about. Not clear what it was about. But they got into a confrontation. Uh, Apparently there's, and this is just what I've heard. You know, Beard thinks that Adams is the reason that Tech fans are so uh, unpleasant towards him. No, that's not true, dude. The reason people don't like you is because you left for uh, the hated Texas Longhorns and you kind of trashed Tech out the door, according to reports, to recruits and whatnot. Like, that ain't cool. That ain't cool. So, no, it's not Mark Adams' fault, Chris Beard, that people don't like you in Lubbock. All right? Stop with that. That's, That's not a fair assessment. At the same time, if Chris Beard thought this was the right job for him, alma mater, the whole thing, I, I get it. I get it. But you can't sit here and tell me that, well, I, I don't know why people are upset. This is so unfair. Uh, no, no, no. Stop, please. Just stop. All right, so Beard looked uncomfortable. I don't think he realized how uncomfortable he was going to be. My guess is he told himself, you know, I'll handle this. No big deal. And I think it got to him, and I think it showed on Tuesday night in that game. I mean, uh, Texas just looked tight. It just looked stiff. And 6-23 of from three-point range doesn't help either, whereas Texas had a really nice balanced scoring attack. And, you know, you had Kevin McCullough lead the way. He had 19 points in the night. But uh, Bryson Williams, who to me has become one of the most underrated players in the Big 12, he had himself a nice evening as well. Uh, O'Banner had himself a good game. Kevin O'Banner had, what, nearly 20 points. And it was just a good night all around for Texas Tech. But something interesting that was talked about during the broadcast, and I'm glad it did, you know, these teams, and this is also what's going to make it tough for college basketball, these teams, because of the transfer portal, are turning over even crazier than football teams just because of how easy it is to plug and play in basketball. And you've got these teams, I mean, Texas and Texas Tech, I, they're starting lineups like the the average age was 22. It's crazy when you think about it. 
I'm not against seeing actual grown men playing hoops, but the transfer portal has has turned over these teams at such a rapid pace that it's hard to keep track. Every year, these teams are going to be different unless the transfer portal, you know, gets uh, chopped down on a little bit. But we'll see how that plays out. I'm not anticipating that happening anytime soon, but it is something to watch. And as they were talking about on the broadcast last night, it is probably the way of the future in college basketball. Like, I still think that coaches ideally want to groom their guys through their program. That's the best way to do it. But a lot of guys don't want to hang around and wait for playing time. You know, some guys may say, okay, I can go to a Texas Tech or a Texas or a Baylor and sit for two years and then hopefully get some playing time after that or sit for a year and build up my playing time, bench war- bench player, you know, starter by year three. Some may say, you know what, I'll go play group of five basketball for a couple of years, drop 30 a game, transfer to the Big 12, and then play there for a couple of years, and then, you know, 23 years old when all is said and done. That may be the pathway that a lot of guys decide they want to take. I, I, I don't know. But when you've got Texas Texas Tech rolling out starting lineups that are everyone's 23 to 24 years old in some cases, it's just certainly different from the 18 to 19-year-old kids that you always think you're going to be watching uh, playing college basketball. So uh, Mark Adams' team looked smoother on Tuesday night, better team, and got the win. Now, the other game uh, that didn't live up to the hype was Kansas and Iowa State. Kansas won the game 70-61, to and by the way, I mean, they, they won that game, and they did it without Remy Martin, uh, who's kind of been on and off with the injury, and without Ochai Ogbaji. I mean, that's unbelievable. I mean, this guy's probably the favorite to be the Big 12 player of the year, and he was missing. Now, who picked up the slack for Kansas? Everybody picked up the slack. David McCormick had his fourth double-double of uh, Big 12 play, 14 points to go along with 14 boards. Dwan Harris had 14. That tied a season high. Jalen Wilson had 13. Christian Braun had 13. Uh, but uh, you know what I thought was a big, big couple of buckets early in that game? Jalen Coleman Lance, who played at Iowa State last year, hit two big three-pointers early in that game for Kansas that I thought really settled them down. Because you're missing your top scorer. You're missing arguably the best player in the Big 12. And uh, for Coleman Lance on his former home court to come out and hit those two. It was the only points he scored all night. But to come out and hit those points the way he did, I I thought that was a big, big deal. And I thought it made a big difference, by the way, in terms of how uh, Kansas settled down and how the rest of that game went. And it, and it made a big, big difference. Because they were up 7-6 to six early in the game, three minutes gone by. Coleman lands, hits a three-pointer, and then, jeez, uh, less than a minute later, he comes down, he drops another tray. It goes from 7-6, 13-6, and then KU never looks back. thought those were two big three-pointers early in the game from a solid bench player that will go overlooked in that one. Um, and Iowa State, listen, here's the thing for Iowa State. They're 3-6 and six in Big 12 play, but they've already played Kansas and Texas Tech twice. I know they beat Texas Tech early in the year, but those, those games are over. The, the stretch here is fairly easy by Big 12 standards the rest of the way. They've got two games left still against West Virginia and K-State, who are both at the bottom of the Big 12. Now, they're not easy games. There's nothing easy in the Big 12. But they've got two left against West Virginia. They've got two left against K-State. 
And if you look at the schedule, there's only two ranked teams left, and that's Texas this weekend and Baylor to end the season. They also have TCU, OU, and uh, Oklahoma State, games with them left. But Iowa State, you know, I think it's fair to question whether or not they've peaked too early or if they really are the team that they, you know, were a few weeks ago. Uh, but l- let's let them get through the easier part of their schedule and see where things go from here. All right, like, can, can we do that? I think that's that's only fair as you look at uh, where things go here moving forward in the Big 12 Conference, which is just crazy. Uh, it's just absolutely nuts. Baylor with a big comeback win on Monday night against West Virginia. TCU beating Oklahoma. Uh, I will say, of course, the Big 12 SEC Challenge last week did not go as planned. The Big 12 did not do as well as I thought it was going to do. But, I mean, all the advanced metrics, everything you look at, still shows this league is by far the best and the deepest in all of America. No doubt about it. I'm Pete Mundo, HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Hey, hit that subscribe button. Hit that review button, and we'll send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail when you leave me a rating and a review on this show, and then send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo. That's M-U-N-D-O at heartlandcollegesports.com. We appreciate you guys so much, and that's my little way of saying thank you for uh, being a part of this show and also helping us grow this show on iTunes and Spotify and everywhere else that you get your podcasts. All right, have a great day. we got much more content coming your way this week. Pete Mundo on heartlandcollegesports.com.